<laughs> oh, all right, here we are. So, Dennis. <laughs> Hello. Good Hello. evening, sir. Good evening to you. What a fine day it is. What a fine day it is. A couple of days off, a little R&R. Yeah. A little company, a little fun. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember. I remember what I did before March 23rd, 2019. Yeah. Occasionally took a couple hours and did something fun. Nice. I did something other than work on my house and whatever that I do, spending all my time. So what have you been doing? Well, I've been doing a little of this, a little of that, and going to a few pubs locally, doing a little uh, tasting of some beer. We played a little golf. Played some golf. Played a little golf first time after the big wreck, after the slit wrist. Yeah. After the 90-minute surgery. And yes, we played golf. Yes, we played golf. We played golf. Okay. And you might be just a little bit pleased to know that tonight's podcast, we have a special guest to tell you in person. I can. The story. I can guess. The story of the first golf since the emergency surgery and the attempted suicide by Lamp Globe. Right. And it's, is it a doctor? It is a doctor. It is the doctor. It is the doctor. The doctor's in the house. It is the doctor. Dr. Pud. Dr. Pud. He's here. It is the doctor. Describe. Now showing himself. A miracle. For the first time. It was a miracle. For the first time. In Kalamazoo, Michigan, it was a for miracle. the first time. This is a first. Bring in the doctor. Take it over. Special guest. He's got it covered. Dr. Pud. He's back. So, and he's ready to provide data. Data. All right. So. So I, I arrived in beautiful Kalamazoo on Monday morning and Dennis, Dennis or Sunday afternoon. That was right. Sunday afternoon. And he says, we might play golf, but I, you know, I'm thinking that I'm, I may just, you can drive and I'll just hit a couple shots from the fairway and chip a little. Right. I said, well, that's reasonable. And he was telling me about this range of motion and the, giving me more photos of the surgical surgical procedures it was lovely yes gruesome so the word. we get to we get to the first hole and he uh takes a couple swings i ask him i give him my pole to stretch with he kind of stretches a little bit goes out knocks it right down the fucking middle of the fairway. fairway yes unbelievable gets a bogey by missing a putt unbelievable then has a par on a par three he's hitting his oldest shots he's not saying any pain then i said you're one over after two holes. The committee is going to be very concerned about a very good golfing uh, debut. You better be careful. And right. he immediately, immediately double bogey the hole. And I said, well, you know, as, the as hear, should, yes. The committee should hear about this. You're trying to explode on purpose, the sandbagger. Well, that just preceded the four pars in a row. Wow. That he Easy game. Down. Easy game. I mean, and if Tiger can come back from from back surgery. That's what then happened. Dennis can come back and, and he, kick ass and take names. Absolutely. Wow. Then he gets a bogey on the last hole. Otherwise, he would have shot a 40. Whoa. Unbelievable. So today, we go play the back nine. Yesterday was front nine. Yeah. Same thing. 41 big ones, and he's around the course. Not hitting it as well. Wasn't taking divots. And his wrist only hurt like once. And he chipped in 
I'm, I'm not saying anything about it borrowing one of my clubs to chip in with. I'm not <laughs> right. going to say anything right. about that in the total score things. He did sign his scorecard, however, and we're sending it to the USGA to, to see if it's a forfeit. 82. So I'm not, I'm not 82. Wow. 82. He was incredible and strong as an ox and hitting it great, putting it great. Strong like ox. Strong like ox. You yes. should be so strong. Yeah, that's right. I wish I was. <laughs> wow. Too. Amazing. It was incredible. It was an incredible display. That's what I have to say. So that was my part of tonight's happy hour. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to join special, you guys. Special guest, Dr. Pud. Dr. Pud. Excellent. Well, thank Live you very much, studio. sir. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Live in the studio. So from the horse's mouth. <laughs> from the horse's mouth. The God's ears. <laughs> mouth is. He, I want to talk he's about not that. He's that That's uh, a whole other uh, story. Uh, uh. My parents came to visit. Oh, I saw the picture. Primarily quite, for my quite, eldest daughter's quite first communion. Lo- quite lovely. She's plenty happy to uh, to not have to go to church right, again. Right, right, right. Uh, like she was, she did the catechism bit, and she liked the appeal of both the pretty dress and also the having everyone's attention for a day. And also, apparently, you get a bunch of cash from different family members. So. She's, oh, she's yeah, right, now. right, right, right. Like a dowry to, to be in the army for a Jesus. dowry to be in the like army, that. yes. To... So, so you know, there's a small business opportunity given in Spain, particularly given the size of the Catholic Church and the number of people. So what you do is that you print up business cards mm-hmm. and we'll suggest that, uh, that we're going to uh, ma- manage that acquisition of the money. So you, you publicize it. You collect the money and you you split it. You do like for every ten bucks that you get, you give the kid like four. You know, we would keep six, but because we're doing so much, the four is like a thousand bucks. So the kid's like, man, I you know my friends only brought in like three hundred. I did a thousand. So like, well, you did a thousand. Well, we did you know sixteen hundred, and so we do that and we do it across the board for a whole church kids and 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 we take 60 percent as the middleman well we're doing all the work what's the kid doing taking a a white wafer on the tongue mumbling some 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 stuff i mean it's it's not about it's not dennis it's not a it's not a white wafer it's the body of transubstantiation i understand the entire thing where you're yeah cannibalizing a, a ghost of a of, of, of a man that lived centuries ago and you're eating yeah. body drinking blood whatever that's why they wear those white dresses because blood looks so stark on them you know you see that you see in the in the videos and I've got a collection of these where when the, the little communion person with their white stuff on is drinking the blood that it drips on the white and it doesn't look like wine it looks like blood you have, and it's like they wear white, so it stands out. You have a you have a collection of videos of wine stained prepubescent no, girls. No, and boys doesn't matter. They're in white. It doesn't okay. matter about the okay. sex. It matters they're in white, and it's the contrast of the red and the white that I like so much. It's okay, the, well, it's the blood red on the white. Look, this isn't weird. Well, it's it's this too bad. It's too bad. To, don't make it like it's weird. All right. Mr. Violent Man, you probably want to beat these just kids the, up. Just, just the bloody, the bloody white, right? Clothed children, right? Yeah, that's, right. That's a fun afternoon well, spending looking at the pictures. I don't do it every afternoon. Okay, Sundays maybe. Well.
I haven't been to Catholic Mass in, in America, just Episcopalian Mass, but in Spain, when you do communion, they don't give you wine. Ah. You know, wine... They give you what? Blood? Real blood? Goat's blood? <laughs> yes. Spanish goat blood. Yes, you have to slit the, the throat of the... The goat. Some sort of ungulate. Kind of what? Ungulate. Oh. Oh. Is, this a, is this a word like tesseract that you think isn't really a real word? Uh, no. I would not doubt you. I ungulates, ungulates are hooved creatures. Oh well, they're divided well. in. They're divided into single-toed ungulates like horses, right. and two-toed ungulates like camels. Right. So you're a you're an ungulate because you have hooved feet, is what your father told. Yes, me. that is. I am. I'm an ungulatory and, ungulate. And, you know, and I at first I didn't know whether to believe him or not, but then I did believe him because your mother burst into tears and ran from the room. Right. Because I might have been one of the few people that knew that you were hooked. Well, now now we're publishing this to all the world. I, well, on pictures, you're like a you're like a newt, right? I'm like a newt. Uh, well, what's the animal that's half goat half? I got better. The... <laughs> Sorry, play it playing the flute with little horns. Go ah, boy! Hey, hey! Hello. It's not a it's not a newt. It's not a it's a that guy. It's a, it's a centaur. Good point. No, it's, <laughs> it's not a centaur. Centaur is centaur. C- centaur. No, centaur is a uh, lower part of the horse. Good enough. Let's just go with that. Yeah. I mean, that, I could be that. Too hooved. Too hooved. Really, you haven't seen. That's why I do my video conferencing with my hooven body below the desk where you can't see. Of course. And uh, so, you know, I mean, we all have our crosses to bear. Yours is that you're hooved. So back to what I was saying. Um, the only, the only person that gets to drink the wine at the uh, Catholic Mass in Spain is the priest. Of course. And then everybody just gets a, a Christ wafer. Those shouldn't be white. They should be beige. <laughs> okay. Or a little darker. Well. So Jesus wasn't white, so they should be the color of his skin. True. Although meat often isn't the color of the skin. Well. Unless you're thinking that's get, little slices of skin. I didn't want to get all gross. Okay. I didn't want to get all gross, but you do. I mean, I mean, you know, there's a limit to what people want to listen to. Yeah, I think so. And there, you cross you cross the line quite a bit, in my view. Well, I'm I'm now that pushing we've done the twelve. I'm pushing, pushing the border, the pushing the envelope. The Overton window is the phrase that people like to use. Uh, you, you know about that? Sure. That's so. I don't know, but but you don't want to hear something cool. The uh, sun coming in through my window is giving me an aurora borealis against your your face on the screen. It's really cool. It's different colors. Yeah. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Streaking. Uh huh. Whoa, man. Oh man. It's like you can feel my aura. Well, my, my, I don't want to. My ungular. I, I, ungular. I'd rather feel your cloven hooves, frankly. I think the, I think the fur, leading into the cloven hoof is one of the most appealing parts of your of your your impediment but at least you can walk so the, the thing most, I want the most is, appealing part of your you're impediment. walking quickly down the street with your wife to go to the club yeah. just the click clack of your hooves to draw attention yes and does it embarrass your wife or does she clap her hands to the beat of the cloven hoof there's a song in there my huh? yes the clip clap of my husband's feet no, uh, no, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man, my man's man hooves. 
my man got hooves. My man got hooves. He looking good. My man with hooves. Just like he should. He clippity clap. He clippity clap. My man looks good. My man with hooves. You could uh, end this episode with that, with the guitar. It was the key of G, which what Dr. Pud was playing earlier. I thought you would like the, uh, the little... Uh, Hidden uh, guitar intro, little. Uh, 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 that's the same as uh, yes. as our little theme. theme uh, yes, it is. Right? But it was you, our theme isn't in the key of G though, is it? No. Was it key of key of E for Eric? Ah, uh, key of E for Eric. Right. It's not D for Dennis. It's E for Eric. Oh, sorry. Right. It's okay. Your name's listed first for a reason. You do all the work. <laughs> it ain't alphabetical. <laughs> All I do is call in. Yes. Yeah, well, so here we are. We have a lovely day today, uh, we, 70s. We had a lovely day today, up, up to 80s, I think. Oh, lovely. It was nice. Yeah, we've, we've had just such a good time with Dr. Pud here. Yeah. Is he a good guest? We went out, we went out to... Uh, uh, Arcadia Brewery, which is the uh, home of uh, now nationally sold beers, uh, and it's quite a, a site here. It's on the Kalamazoo River, and you can uh, dock your canoes or your boat or whatever mm-hmm. and walk right up to the to the, the building. And the building has got uh, its uh, 24 foot ceilings. Nice. And the garage doors are 24 feet, and they are probably uh, 20 feet wide. And there's two of them, and when they open, the entire front of the building is exposed to the, the grassy uh, patio area where tables are, and then dipping down into a nice path uh, toward the water. Mm-hmm. And near the water is a huge fire pit, and uh, there's a nice stage uh, on the right, one of the biggest stages uh, in town, mm-hmm. frankly. Uh, almost, almost as good as Bell's stage. Bell's Brewery up the street as well has got some excellent... Uh, Sound rooms, good blues rooms. So you've got good. pretty pretty good nightlife in the zoo. Yeah. Oh, we do. We do. And, and we went. All the animals at, in the zoo. Yeah, the K. Ah. K Zoo. Okay. The K Zoo. Gibson Guitars, you know, hither, thither, Jan. Jan. Home of Gibson Guitar, Kalamazoo. Is it? Oh, yeah. Keith Richards. Originally Bell Creek. Hey. <laughs> you can't. You're not allowed to speak. He's got to edit it all out, so... You gotta stop that. He's he's observing, but he's an active observer. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why that's why recording studios have that sheet of glass oh. where the people can observe well, but not be heard. You know, right? Yeah. Well, I could put him in a soundproof booth. Right. That would work as well. That's. I have a cedar chest about the size of a coffin. That would probably work. Nice. But uh, but yeah. So a uh, wonderful day here. So we're, we're approaching the uh, 50th anniversary of the uh, Apollo 11 moon landing, which is pretty exciting. Ah, yes. Yes, yes. You're, yes. you're older than 50. Uh, tell me. By margin. To, to give me your, give me your uh, where were you? So here was the thing. Here was the thing is that when Neil Armstrong landed on the moon yep. and he stepped off the ladder, yep. nobody really expected him to jaunt and jump and run all over the moon and you know the golf shot was planned 
but his exuberance and his personality unscripted right and and the, the story of of the of the man who designed the spacesuit who was in fascination of of watching what happened and praying that my god i hope the spacesuit is right and so neil armstrong decides not just to do what was expected to be done but takes off running and jumping and no one knew whether the spacesuit would withstand it was not ever tested for that type of jubilant right but he would not be subdued and so i mean it's 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 minimal gravity that's got to be exciting to jump around in it's, and, who could who, right, could, who well, could avoid that right who would uh, well not uh, not us but we're not trained astronauts but you know he was he was that kind of guy you know and so that exuberance and that fun right part of it you know and then the the the, the wonderful uh, idea of the flag right and the special design so it looked like it was unfurled as opposed to you know a little brace at the top because obviously no wind on, on, on the moon yes. to, to blow it around but that that whole thing was like space travel was scary but space travel was obviously so much fun yes i mean who gets to jump and land 40 feet away right 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 exactly it hit a golf ball like what was it? A couple of miles, right? Yeah, I don't know. I my recollection you got my recollection is that the golf ball was on a subsequent mission, but uh, oh well, okay, but, I but still, complaining. but uh, yeah, and that jubilation, as you say, uh, what I love about it is that it brings like literally it brings humanity to the to the moon. The playfulness, I mean, it was a super daring th- thing, but. How nice that he wasn't totally serious. Like, okay, here's your, you know, here's your trowel full of uh, moon dust. Right, but right. it was and so. It was let's so, let's have so, fun here. And and so since then, you know, there's been the with the downturn of the economy and the difficulty of budget and the politics of space and all that. Right. And then the Cold War issues, which amazingly were less uh a part of the ongoing work over the past 20 years we managed to get over and past much of that and now of course the, the the current president wants to go from gallivanting and jumping and hitting golf balls on the moon to having a fucking uniformed uh military force uh a space force right it's like really really no but militarize uh, space yeah but it's it's it was the Cold War that got us there because we were super terrified that the Russians were going to get there first. Uh, and use it for military purposes, correct? Not, uh, yeah, but, but but yeah, there was that. And I last year I got I was lucky enough to go into the Cosmonaut Museum in Moscow and see how just utterly proud they are of Yuri Gagarin and their their efforts in in the space race. They, you know, they were the first, they had the first man in space. And yeah, yeah. and all the, you know, they've got these monuments to the dogs and stuff that they sent up, uh, Leica and the others. And just how Yuri is the only, the only non-national leader that is buried in Red Square with all of the other greats of, of Russia, because he was just that important for the national identity. But we're, but we can't... You know, people like to say, "Oh, well, we went to the moon because of exploration." But I think really the 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 purse strings were being held by people that were afraid of the Russians, and yeah, and yeah. and it it really dropped off because yeah. uh, the because yeah. the USSR collapsed. Yeah, 
And well, I, uh, well, uh, well, let me continue a little bit. They're making a TV series. Uh, I mean, it's already been made, but it's going to be released. Uh, it's one of the first ones that is made by Apple. Apple is trying to get into the Netflix, uh, Amazon TV pr- production market. And their their TV show is, uh, I don't know if you've heard of um, the show. I think it's on Amazon Prime, uh, The Man in the High Castle. No, uh, it's based on some books by Philip K. Dick, I think. But it it it's it is uh, exploring what uh, w- what the world would be like if uh, Nazi Germany won World War Two. Oh yes, I did. I I, uh, I saw some trailers yeah. and uh, was pretty fascinated by the yeah by the, by the, uh, by the premise. Yeah, yes. I I watched I think the first episode and it didn't really grab me, but I love the idea of the premise. Anyway, this show by this show by Apple is uh, it's exploring the counterfactual universe where the Russians got to the moon first. Ah. And as such, uh, I guess the USSR was, uh, had, had, a, had a boost and the space race continued for another 50 years. Right. And what that would look like. Because if right. we hadn't just said, all right, well, we did that. We're better. We're going to keep all our money down on Earth now. Uh, if that hadn't happened, yeah. to imagine what the world would be like now is pretty interesting. Yeah, well, I I listened uh, recently to uh, John Kennedy, President Kennedy's speech, to announce the uh, the, the race to the moon, and he was such a magnificent uh, orator, uh, and his speechwriters were so impeccably optimistic and uh, ex- you know and uh, motivational. Yeah, that you know, and those are the days I remember as a, as a kid, watching a black and white TV and seeing the president how inspirational and, you know and and knowing it was my first awareness i was born in 53 so 62 right i'm, I'm nine years old i'm old enough to have these you know right. serious impressions of of what's happening and it, it first instilled in me the, the the knowledge and the pride of of, of being a countryman in the in you know in a, in a patriot a patriot right being a member of um, the nation and understanding the 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 leader uh and his call to arms and uh, the way he did it, and the way he said it, and uh, knowing that I, knowing, knowing that I was witnessing there, on my uh, stomach with my elbows propped up before the uh-huh. black and white TV that was about you know 12 inches wide, uh, that uh, there was history being made, and I knew it. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, uh, being in grade school, I had already, uh, you know, uh, become an avid reader of historical uh, biographies and had a collection of bi- biographies that my parents had, had, had bought me recognizing my uh, desire to learn right. uh, or maybe I got it at school I can't remember I think my parents got it for me but it was a series of biographical auto not autobiographical right. but biographical of famous Americans yep. that, that went back and I remember particularly of course as, as as we all do as kids the Benjamin Franklin and his incredible range of uh, of, uh, of employment and dedication and the true Renaissance man. Yeah, the the, 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 the width and depth of his uh, of his knowledge right. was uh, right, right. impressive. Yep. Right, and 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 then others and uh, ended up so had some context of historical significance driven by individuals and their personalities and their desire to 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 to, to, to as you mentioned earlier pushing the envelope. You know, I mean, it, it's very. Uh, 
very memorable. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I especially like the part of that speech where he says, "We're going to do this because it's hard." Yes. You know, and that's that sentiment of we can do anything. We're gonna if it was easy, anyone could do it, but we're gonna do it because right. it's because it's hard. We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win. So is it is it a Tom Hanks uh, production of Apollo, the first Apollo, where Ed Harris is uh, in Houston? That's that's uh, Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen, the, the, the one that's where they with a famous quote of Houston, we have a problem. Yes, and that in, in the fiftieth anniversary of Apollo 11. One? Apo- eleven. Eleven. Eleven's the one that right. actually set foot on the moon. There's renewed interest in this. There's a, there was a movie last year uh, at the end of last year that I recently watched called First Man. With yes. that was excellent. They really focused on who Neil was, and uh, apparently his family members all concur that uh, that they did a really good job of depicting who, yeah. who he was. The problem with the Benjamin Franklin. Well, first of all, it was really cool back then that if you had enough money where you didn't really have to work and you were also curious and and clever, you could become an expert on almost everything. And you could, you could, you could, because we, we, our depth of knowledge was so shallow back then that you could become an expert on philosophy and psychology and uh, physics and all of these different things. Uh, whereas now, you know, you got to, yeah. you got to take a PhD and study only one specific thing to get anywhere near the uh, to understanding of what the people that know the most about that know. But there, there's also the, the concept that, that sort of way of learning history, they call it the, um, like the, the great man mm, fallacy or something like that, where history is, uh, has a sort of a staccato, uh, there, there were certain great people that advanced everything forward, but uh, if you actually really do dig into the research, they were helped by so many other people, and, and the reason that we don't have, the reason that every scientific paper now has like 20 uh, authors is because it really you can't just do things on your own anymore. But also they didn't do things on their own, but they but they claim that they did. That makes sense. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, so you, it's an interesting point about our place in history. I mean, when we consider, as 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 we do during these these happy happy hours of our life, um, as a kid, you know, what era did you want to live in? And if you could go back in time and you could you could have a, a, your youth or your young adult, as I get older, of course, you think of young adult mm-hmm. and adult years. And I have been mesmerized by the by the Old West and the Wild West and have a, a collection of Larry McMurtry books of every book he ever wrote, uh, all, almost all, situated in, in, in the West and in those old times. And it, sort of like when you could... It feels so dangerous. You, yes, yes. And you could... You you were you were judged by your wits, and by your ability to um, you know to, to to manage how to live and how to survive in a hostile environment where anything went. And so gunplay and, and arguments turned into 
you know, killings and, and rough, rough, right. rough stuff. And, and uh, you know, the, the whole notion of uh, horseback and, and, you know, Dobies, the Dobies retire and you, you, you know, get your campfire going. Yeah. Play a little harmonica. I, I think. Right. I, Coffee and beans, you know. I think a lot of our, especially movies, because of the way you can make movies, I think a lot of that life was spent on your horse going on a 10-hour trip Miserable. trip somewhere with, with no just the landscape going by drip by drip and in the weather yeah in, in, the, weather. in the weather you can't say that and not have me ask you if you've seen westworld yes followed it uh, 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 quite closely and must admit to being somewhat uh, befuddled most of the time about what I was watching not to not right. to underestimate the degree of interest and uh, and and just focus I had on it, but never quite being clear as to what was what and what was what, real and what, what yeah what 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 uh, the thing I love about Westworld is how it raises like all great science fiction uh, all great science fiction raises moral dilemmas about technology that is yet to come and. Yeah. And what Westworld did was, uh, like, eventually, you know, on a long enough timeline, we're going to be able to build humanoid robots, and we're going to be unable to stop ourselves from building humanoid robots that are pretty darn indistinguishable from another human. And and the question is, at what point does your moral compass come online, and at what point... You know, now if you see one of these little robot dogs from Sony and you go and you kick it over and it falls over, uh, no one's going to be like, oh, you asshole, because, you you know, it's a it's a toy. But at some point, they're going to be so indistinguishable that like the, the people that in, in that in the Westworld series, they go to that ostensibly an amusement park to rape and kill robots. It's like what sort of sociopaths are signing up for this? Like. I think any normal person would have trouble doing that, and it, it brings up it brings this this uh, idea up that at some point we're going to have to start considering the morality and to go. It seems really far to say now, but like the the rights of robots to not be hurt, and that's so amb- ambiguous in our current well, status. So I must say, you, you you remind me of a lot of what I learned from John Connor. <laughs> The idea that 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 we as a society that there will be a line and that someone will suggest the line is there right. and say it can't be crossed, I think is lunacy. I think that it's all driven by corporate and capitalistic uh, motivation, and there will not be, and there will never be, any type of effort that will be any well uh, productive to overwhelm that with some sense of decency that that will be completely driven. And what it will be is that there will be this 1% of the wealthiest people in the world will be able to integrate with this robotic culture and the rest of the world will not. And we won't even know so much about what that's like because we can't afford it. But it's like a lot of those things. Eventually, it will be affordable. By the time it's affordable, all those decisions will already have been made and they will not be made for some type of ethical or moral reason. So, we're going to be we're going to be the subject of what the wealthy people decide is the best use of this, and it will be uh, 
It will not be contained. It will not be contained. So you're so you're a believer in the in something like Westworld becoming a reality in that because that's that's what that is depicting. I'm afraid. I'm a, I'm afraid so. I I believe that each of us and you in particular have the potential for wanting to commit a, a pseudo act of violence uh, without repercussions or accountability because it really isn't violent. It's just like playing at it. So the idea that that as I know you thought about is you know getting a double bladed axe and applying that axe to different parts of your office. Right, mashing it around, you know, in a in a frenzy, at the end of a happy hour, uh, not not out of anger, but in sheer glee mm-hmm. of being let loose and free to let that part of you, that 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 base part of you, which in you is is larger, probably more prominent. Would you call it my and, my inner Viking? You know, I call it your 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 inner cloven ness. Yes, your inner cloven ness. It's it's like. It's no surprise to our listeners that a man with cloven hooves would want to take a double A blacks and, and just rip his office into shreds. It's not. It's look. The secret's out. Well, all right. I mean, I mean, if your it, poor blessed mother, I, I'm sorry that this is going to upset her. That the world knows now, but there's a lot of things about you that I know. Right. That now they're coming out. And yeah. I mean, if I'm if I'm totally honest, this is like my fifth or sixth office. Right. Because you know that, yeah, that happens was, sometimes. The other one, yeah. right? You just, you just, well, you know. So I'm glad that you've been able to control it. Now I know you're looking forward to the opportunity there, but uh, right. I, maybe we'll, maybe we'll dedicate a podcast simply to the sound of you trash, the destruction, yes, broken, yeah, broken lamps. And I, what do you, when you do that, well, what do you? Well, I mean, are you shouting and yelling and? Screaming, or you do it in utter silence, which is even spookier. Okay, I, and you've I, destroyed I, your other offices. I think we need to state for the record who among us on this podcast has broken more lamps. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think that might be you at the moment. Well, I don't know, but I'm I'm close on your tail. I, I don't know. I'm the broken, maybe one for sure. But it but, but it but it broke you too. So that's really we'll call Am it I even. Broken. I hit a forty-one and then a forty-two. Am I broken? I don't think so. I think I'm better. I think that that is so. What what you don't know. So the, is the, that, the tendon that it severed was what was holding you back in your golf game. <laughs> now look, we can make money off this too. Now this requires a commitment of a golfer to say, look, you won't be able to golf for a while. Golf wrist surgery. But when you come back after your damage after the right. Eight weeks, right? After we've operated on your on your wrist. Severed. Yeah. Well, and I, uh, several of my fingers are fully or partly numb, and that apparently is aiding the lightness of my grip in my left hand. Yeah. And, uh, and so it's, uh, um, you know, and so if you want that, we know how to get there. Is that, we know how to I get mean, there. you pay for it. With sports, you've got performance enhancing drugs that, there you go. that have to be. Performance enhancing surgery. Lamp. Yeah. Yeah, it's performed well. But well, yeah. but at what point do you draw the line? Like I've never. Here you go again. It's always with drawing the lines. Yeah. Well, I like. There's no lines will be drawn. I like to draw, man. No. There won't. There <laughs> will me, be no lines drawn here give, either. Give me my crayon. Golf and tennis now are 
having to outlaw technology that will that makes you hit the ball further or faster or harder and the same is going for all the different sports like we can like your formula one racers have to uh can't go over a certain number of you know horsepower or whatever and the the whole performance enhancing drugs thing like with the with the baseball players that were hitting you know somebody excess of home runs i'm of two minds of that because on the one hand yeah, we should make it fair for the people that aren't willing to take drugs. But on the other hand, what are we paying to watch? We're paying to watch humans do the most amazing superhuman stuff ever. So why not let people, uh, you know, surgically enhance themselves to be so much more incredible than, than everyone else? I don't know. Do you have thoughts on this? Well, so, yeah, well, I think we'll move toward uh, replacement of human limbs with bionic limbs. Right. And very likely golfers will be the first to give up from the shoulder down, both of their arms, for... <laughs> so I can still keep my hooves? <laughs> for bionic limbs, which grip the golf club based on an engineering algorithm right. that you've seen the... You've seen the uh, Is that going to make it hard science... to eat? <laughs> no. Not you have at to all. flip your food Not up with all. your with your sandwich. No, it's a perfectly uh, you know no. Use your sandwich. Eat your sandwich. So, well, so the, the the point is is that what are you willing to give up for a better score, a better outcome? Well, for me, everything. But yeah, <laughs> shoulders on down, two bionic arms, uh, programmed so that you know the science when they show a tiger or or. A, Phil or anybody who's accomplished the daily is great where they show the science of the swing and the the uh, the torque and whatnot the torque of the back and the, yeah. and the trajectory and they 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 show it in mathematical mathematical formulas right, yeah. and right and they show that well that will all be programmed in sure so when you go to your forearm where there's a flap both our forearms there's a flap you open the flap you do your adjustments and all you got to do with your torso is stand there mm-hmm. and let your 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 bionic arms do all the work. Well, do most of it. Of course, you know you don't have a bionic back. Although they will allow eventually the uh, wearing of a special vest, yeah, a backpack vest that hooks around your hips and uh, gives you an extra torque does have, on your back. Does it have a jetpack? The giant. What's that? Does it have a jetpack to get from the T to your? Oh. Fairway. Well, okay. All right. Well, I think that walk from hole to hole is taxing. So sure. <laughs> well, sure it is. You saw the you saw the uh, U.S. Open and the amazing uh, game of uh, Wildwood in his. Uh, I've got this right. I, right I, I did not. I was had a family occasion with my daughter. Well, Kepka, who has won two U.S. Opens in a row, uh, started out the day with a par birdie, 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 birdie. And was within two after like six or seven holes, but uh, uh, Woodland, I think his name is Woodland. We have to check this out. I'm not wrong. Yeah, because well, he did. I, he did a nice job. The um, are are you aware that they have uh, swing machines which with they yeah. test the the golf clubs, yeah. such such that I mean the hard part about golf is ideally you want to do the same swing every single time. But humans are fallible, and we are unable to achieve that goal. But we we've already been able to build machines that can do that, and that's really useful for testing. You know the 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 golf clubs to see oh this one right. actually does go a little bit further or whatever. That's what those bionic arms will do for you. 
along with the it's probably the case that when you put on the jet pack and the vest along with the bionic arms that there is a, a button you push yeah button takes a rod from the backpack and drives that rod into the ground behind you so that you're pivoting perfectly well without getting off your line right so much like today as, as, as Dr. Putt had said that I wasn't getting my divots what he meant to say was when I was hitting my woods and my second shots yesterday I was hitting them so nicely that there was a, a sweet little divot that came out yeah. uh, and so I was hitting it just right and today uh, not so much well one of the reasons was is that I was taking my back swing I was dipping my back shoulder and I was uh, uh, when I was coming through I was closing and hooding my club well with a rod don't be hooding your club man shoots out of the back of your backpack and takes you into the ground you're going to rotate perfectly well without getting offline so these things these will all be sanctioned i mean i'm and and we'll play on the moon on top of that and then i'm look out i'm pretty stable on on my four hooves four oh you oh you thought i was only had two hooves I know you only have two. Why are you? Why are you? Fa- uh, why are you fabricating? Fascinating. fascinating. Well, no, not fabricating. You're fascinating, or you're 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 you're, you're dreaming, as a man, as a as a cloven man, that two hooks isn't enough. But now you're daydreaming that you have four. You're. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you a know, man can dream. Troubled, you know, I'm troubled by you in so many ways. I don't. I'm not sure where this ends up. I think we may need an intervention. Uh, complete. Uh, psychological, physical review. Uh, I hope it doesn't delay future podcasts, but I'm worried about you. I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> and I don't, I, you know, I care about you, and I think you need some assessment. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I've got a, a life rant to uh, to bestow upon our listeners. Six years ago, we bought a new. Uh, washing machine and it worked okay for about two years and then something started to go wrong on in the button interface panel and we had the technician come out and he did some things and he said yeah the the computer part of this is broken but this that's so hard to replace that we're gonna just go ahead and replace your whole damn washing machine and it was still under warranty under the two-year warranty so they gave us a whole new washing machine and so that was four years ago. And recently, it started to make this incredible noise when it's doing its mm, centrifuge to get all the water out. It sounds like a goddamn jet engine. It, it, it's, it's like you're on an aircraft carrier and the damn yeah. thing's about to take off. And if you're in the... In Spain, we have our washing machines in the kitchen for, for some reason that doesn't make sense to Americans, but anyway. Uh, and if you're, if you're in the kitchen or in a nearby room... Like I need to have my my noise canceling headphones on because it's just it's wow. unsafe uh, for about you know the fifteen minutes or whatever that it's that it's doing this thing. So we called, I called up the 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 company and said, hey, uh, our you know our thing's making this noise, and the receptionist lady said, oh yeah, that sounds like yeah I I bet I know what that is. Uh, it's going to cost you. Uh, normally that costs about two hundred euros to fix. Uh, and I imagine the whole thing when it was new was maybe 500 euros. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, fine. 
And she said, but before I can call our technician, I'd like to talk to you about this super deal that we have where even though it's going to, even though it's, the price is going to be 200, we can sell you a, a plan for 210 euros that both covers this repair and gives you a year of furthermore coverage uh, for the, for the yeah. following year. And I was like, fuck you. I, I, I hate it when, when they, when someone says, you know, when you want to go and buy, you know, one Apple and they say, well, you could get the second apple for ten percent of the of the cost. And you're like, I don't want a second apple, but if you're going to sell it to me like that, I have to take it because, uh, you know, you can't avoid it. Anyway, so I, I said, fine, yes, we'll take the thing. And so then they send the technician out, and it's the same same old guy that came last time. And I'm like, hey, he's like, hey, and he starts. How you been? <laughs> he starts looking at it. And, How's the family? And uh, and uh, he he opens the. Uh, Opens the door to the thing, shakes it a little bit, and then closes it and starts diddling around on his on his iPad, uh, filling out forms and shit. Um, and for a while, I just sort of let him be. But then I I came up, I, I said, uh, "So you've stopped looking at the washing machine? Do you know what the problem is?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I knew that the, as soon as I walked in." Uh, it's this common thing where the where the axis gets a little bit off kilter, and then it's it's bumping up against some you know your 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 springs and braces and stuff aren't aren't properly aligned and this is a common thing normally it doesn't happen to a four-year-old washing machine normally happens to an eight or nine-year-old washing machine but we know what this is uh it shouldn't be any problem and we had some little bit of confusion because the serial because we've had two of the bastards the serial number doesn't didn't match up on his records and we luckily i had the paper that he had given me before anyway he says sure yeah we know what this is uh be because we were on this plan, he said, "I'm going to have to call back to headquarters to get to get official permission to authorization, to, authorization yes. to do this to do this repair." And he said, uh, "For sure, they'll be they'll come back to me by by the end of the by the end of the day." This was you know in the morning, and I said, "Fine." And so he so he left. I said, "You know, see you soon." I hope. And then a couple days went by, and I called, and and uh, <laughs> and uh, and they didn't pick they didn't pick up. It and right. and, right. and you know our all our agents are busy. We're your your your. Uh, your your um, patronage is, patronage is important to us, and so it kept kept on going. And I called back the next day, and the next day, and and then a week went by, and then we had this whole communion thing. And finally, the other day, I called and and I got through, and I said, "Hey, uh, we, you know, I was told it was going to be just you know that day." And so she, and the 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 lady that answered the phone said, "Okay, hold on, let me let me contact the uh, the technician." And so she called him. And uh, I guess she passed me through to him, and he said, "Oh yeah, uh, I submitted that, and they rejected it." Oh my God! Uh, and and he said, "I thought they would have told you that. I, I didn't think it was my responsibility to tell you that they had rejected my 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 offer." And I said, "Okay, um, so what is?" I said, "What is your?" Uh, how much do you think it's going to cost? Because clearly it's going to cost more than this 210 that they charged me for this year of, of service. And because obviously if they rejected it, you know, they were, they were, they were going to come out losing. And he said, all right, well, give me then, give me, read me off your serial number again and I'll, and I'll call you back in 10 minutes. So anyway, he called me back in 10 minutes and said, I think it's going to be like uh, 290. It's not going to get up to 300, but it's going to be like 290. So I said, all right, thank you. And I, and I said, so how do I, how do, how should I talk to the people that rejected? And he said, probably call the number that you called originally. That they, they ended up forwarding, forwarding you to me. So I called them, and they said, oh yeah, it was rejected. Uh, but don't worry, sir. Whenever it's rejected, we don't, we haven't charged you that two ten figure. It's uh, that we've we've nullified that contract, that uh, policy. So 
don't you worry. And I said, well, okay, great, but our washing machine still doesn't work, and I fear every time we put it on and I have to put on my fucking headphones so we can wash our clothes that, uh, you know, it's going to get worse. And so she said, all right, well, uh, let me, um, I'll, I'll have someone call you back tomorrow. That was yesterday. And so today, the same lady called me back. She said, oh, I thought my, my, my coworker was, was going to come in today, but she's, she's off, so I'm, I'm calling you. Uh, turns out it's, uh, it's with, with all the tax and the, and the labor and everything, it's going to come out to 250 euros. And I said, fine. I wish I didn't know about the psychology of anchoring with a high price and then going low so that it seems like it's, like it's cheap. But, but fine, yes. And then I said, uh, look, you better... Uh, it better be either today or tomorrow because otherwise we're going out of town for a while and uh, and you're and we're not gonna be able to do it. And she said, "All right, well, fine. Uh, let me call the technician." And so anyway, she called me back and said, "Yeah, we can do it tomorrow." So tomorrow the technician's gonna come and tear apart our washing machine and leave it fixed for when we get back from vacations. Good lord! So isn't being what isn't being an adult fun? <laughs> tribulation! Hooray for being a homeowner! Dominoes. This and then that. It's like you can can make a mini-series on HBO with with that. I have rant around my Spectrum Wi-Fi and television hookups. I have a similar rant around um, what I'm trying to get done with my billing. Yep. The same type thing where you're talking to computers. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't understand that. I start screaming (laughs) into the phone. Customer service. Customer service. I want an agent. Agent. Representative. Representative. I'm sorry. And the computer is ever polite right. and ever uh, professional. Your business is important to us, it. sir. Give me up. And you know it's recorded, so it's, you're doing it for the people who are listening. Yes. Give me up. Give me I want to talk to a fucking person. Yeah. Give me a person. Give me a person. And then and then they say, we're sorry, we don't understand you. You say, fucking person, fucking person, fucking person. <laughs> and it doesn't work. No. And then you have to, you're, you have to, you have to adapt. You have to say, representative right representative and then you get it and then they say so what's your number and i say i've entered it three times do you really not have it right exactly oh oh here it is right oh and i say oh so you did have it but you asked me well it was for confirmation purposes i've been on the phone an hour and a half i need resolution wait is this why is this why the people are killing all the robots in westworld that's it because That's it. it's like the ro- the you know the robot uh, saloon owner is like, well, sir, would you like a whiskey? And you're like, God damn it, I asked you for whiskey an hour ago or whatever. And what do you and what do you hear in the background as the whiskey's being served? Is you hear the piano player? Piano? And what's piano? <laughs> okay. Piano player. All right. And then some cowpoke right. comes by, and what does he do? Exactly. And you know why? Why is that? We all got the blues, man. We all got the blues, man. Do you remember how in, in Westworld all the player pianos were uh, were playing like modern pop songs? Yeah. Just to just to fuck with the viewers. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Totally. Tis true. Tis true. All right. Time's up. All right. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. 
All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm. That's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dot.fm. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhour.dot.fm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.